right, you ready to go? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. to the Macaw Podcast Universe, the only podcast that exists. To prove people wrong. When they say... Sequels are never better than the originals. And as you voted for it, fan bracket one... All, you, you can only blame yourselves for what's happening. We are covering Underworld. And we're on the fourth movie. We are getting awakened. Finally. Yes, this is Underworld Awakening. Yes. Um, and boy, howdy. It's hard to even set up the movie without talking about all of the problems I have with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will kick it off, though, uh-huh. and say that so many problems, uh-huh. so many littered with them. But uh, it, I know what this movie did make me mad. This was the worst one by, like, a long shot. For you? Yeah, absolutely. No, not at all. The prequel is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Th- this one is, like, this one's kind of in the same zone as, like, Terminator Genesis for me. No. Where it's, like, it's so incompetent, f- it's hard to imagine. Not for me, because I, I see some potential things when I'm looking at the franchise as a whole. Uh-huh. I, I'm seeing some things that are, like... I think that's like, why I don't like it. <laughs> see, because <laughs> I, I think because of what you said when we started watching it, like, right when I started, you're like, this is what this is what they should be. This is what they yeah, should have yeah. been. And I re- immediately, my brain formed of like, oh, interesting. Yeah, yes, yes. But it is here now. And what does that mean? Oh, what, did, what year did this come out? How long has it been since the last one? Yes, yes. So I, I, story, my expectations, there are none anymore. You've been beaten down is what you're saying. I've been saying. beaten down into submission. Therefore, yeah. I'm not saying I like this movie, but it's like, no, no, no. oh, I, you know, I see stuff there. So I here's here's my pledge to you, listener, is I'm going to try to get through this episode and not say anything about how they don't take full advantage of there being vampires in this world or lichens. Yeah, because we, we've said that enough. We have said it, as I like to use this phrase a lot, ad nauseum. I would say this is the first movie, and I, I know what people are going to say because everyone who's listening's watched these movies, um, yeah. that this is the first one where we see a vampire bite a human. Now you're saying, wait, Jordan, Celine bit Michael in the first movie, but he had already been bitten by a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's a whole different thing. So I'm... Yeah, she just uh, fed on someone, which was nice. She just straight up did that on a human. And this is movie four. Yeah. And they have finally proven to us that I guess they are vampires. Because other than that, any vampire drinking blood is either out of a goblet Right. Or another vampire. vampire. And not in the process of turning, which we, we dove deep uh, last episode I did figure trying that to figure out. that out. Did we fig- Did I update people? Yeah, it's, it's I part of the out. turning process. Is yeah. what, so, but they don't use it like that in these movies. No, no. Uh, but we're, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. And lichens are, I'm not going to talk about how they don't take advantage of them either. Just know that this movie is no exception to the underworld rule of why did they even choose these types of creatures and not yeah. just make up their own monsters. Yeah. Now, uh, this movie is a 2012 movie. So would would you would you like to hear that it is 11 years old? Um, that makes sense. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here, Jordan. Well, let's talk about the trailers we saw. Yes, let's do that. So That's been fun. all of these movies have had pretty hilarious DVD titles that are like trailers. Uh, tr- trailers, yeah, that are really on the nose. And I forgot to tell you, it might have been the second one. There was a trailer for this Mila Jovovich movie called Ultraviolet, which was like the aesthetic of like Speed Racer mixed with like eight yes. bit Matrix. What um, is that about? I I think it was people just trying something. And it, and it looked highly stylized. Like, it kind of looked intentionally so. Well, it definitely looked intentionally so. But, ooh, howdy, baby, that looked like a bad movie. Um, and I, I don't know anyone who's seen it. If you've seen Ultraviolet, please write in. Uh, just leave a review on our podcast and it, tell us what you thought To put into context for movie, this movie was released when low-rise jeans were really in. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, yeah, so that was that was one of them. So it's been kind of fun watching the trailers. There was, what was it on the last one? There was a couple of fun trailers. But that's you cannot no, ask me to remember that. Yeah, that was a week ago. Uh, but this time there was. It started off with a trailer for Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. 
Now, first of all, I just want to say this was back in the day when you could do like your first 30 seconds of a trailer having no footage from the movie mm-hmm. where it's just like, Setting I'm the having tone. trouble understanding my life now. I'm cursed. Flames come out of my soul. You know, that's and my, pain. that's my, yeah. And yeah, he pisses flames. Uh, and uh, that's also a great reminder. And he says it's awesome. Yeah. So. I think that it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's November when this podcast comes out, and we are covering Ghost Rider 1 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. The plug is out there early. Link in the bio. Get there. Then the next one was Women in Black. The Woman in Black. Woman in Black, which I saw was a blockbuster rental for me, and among the first few things I saw with Daniel Radcliffe post-Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I remember liking it. Because Deathly Hallows was 2011 was the last one. I so yeah, think so. this should so, be right after that. I'm curious if Bone Buck is good though, you know? Yeah. I think, like I, think I, hear, I hear it mentioned every once in a while. Yeah. I think people like that movie. Yeah. Hopefully it's not like a House of the Devil movie though, where it's like, man, this has got a good reputation and you watch it and it's a oh. snooze fest. Oh my gosh. That, that movie, movie was so boring. Uh, and then there was... Sorry, Ty West fans. <laughs> There was a trailer for Starship Troopers Invasion, a CG animated movie. Yeah, it looked like a video game. Looked bad. And then there was also a CG animated Resident Evil movie. That was confusing. I'm a little... Like, I thought it morbid, was Call of Duty at morbid first. Morbid curiosity, like, what? how does that work? And that was. I think that was a time period thing. Yeah. Late, late 2000s. Yeah. Uh, early... Because that was the kind of yeah. animation that is like, keep that in the video games. Yeah. But I remember um, there is a Final Fantasy. There's a, mov- a movie? There is a movie, and I think the game that follows it is, like, impenetrable if you did not watch the movie. It's one of those things where they're trying to do, like, That's a cool interesting. tie-in thing. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, I think, on the most part, I think we've all kind of landed with, like, the the amount of media we are exposed to. I think most people are kind of like, you know what? If I watch a movie and a TV show and they're connected, I want them to add to each other but i don't want to have have to watch everything to understand it at all i don't know if we're there right now disney doesn't think we are no but i I think people are yeah yeah, you know what i mean i mean people stopped watching secret invasion it was like the worst rated marvel show and i think people were like you know what i can't i don't care about what do people say about loki so far i don't know anything i don't know only one episode is out of the time of this recording so i don't know Uh, and i haven't watched it um probably won't I know. I, I probably Personally, will. I probably will. Yeah. I'm on baby leave, so I got some time. Yeah. Um, I just can't see a world where I will, and it just sucks because I did like, I did like right. the first season, but. Well, and, and I'll say because I think we're gonna run out of Underworld fast. Uh, I I finally started Andor for you listeners because I've heard that it was actually good, and I've I've been a little. O- I've been a little tired of Star Wars, I have to admit, after we covered it. And uh, my goodness, the first episode, I was like, this is embarrassing for anything that's not The Last Jedi and before that. Because it it literally, like, dunks on everything else and Mm -hmm. makes everything look kind of stupid. So, excited to finish that in the next couple of weeks. But Underworld. Uh, This is directed by two Swedish directors, a directing team, Mans Marland and Bjorn Stein. They directed a horror movie called Shelter, and then this movie called Shed No Tears, amongst others. The screenplay is by the one and only Len Wiseman and John Hlavin. And John Hlavin is responsible for the Shooter TV show, and he's worked on The Shield as well. We also have screenplay by J. Michael Straczynski. Um, and I didn't realize how I thought he was a comic book artist, like a uh, writer mm-hmm. and he is, he's written, he's written, uh, books as well. Yeah. He's written books and he's written, he wrote changeling, uh, uh, third, uh, world war Z. And there's another one, but I think it autocorrected. So I'm not sure what it was. So he wrote world war Z. Yeah. Not oh. the book, the movie. Oh, so he did the screenplay. Oh, okay. Um, but he also was the writer, the main writer for The Amazing Spider-Man from 2001 to 2007, which I remember that being a fun period. A yeah. lot of fun stuff. A lot of not fun stuff. Yeah. But that's kind of the bag when you're getting monthly. Yeah. Sometimes 
uh, bi-weekly. Um, then we also have Allison Burnett on this, and he wrote Autumn in New York and Untraceable. I feel like I know Untraceable. Yeah, sounds familiar, but it's also kind of a forgettable, uh, it's kind of an untraceable title. Oh my gosh, yeah. The story is by Len Wiseman and John Lavin. The cinematography is by Scott Kevin. Uh, he did Stomp the Yard. Someone's last name is Kevin? Yeah, K-E-V-A-N. Oh, okay. Kevon. Yeah. He did Stomp the Yard, which I saw in theaters. Uh, some Walking Dead, some Gotham, and of course, a forgotten show that had two seasons only starring Patricia Arquette, CSI Cyber. What does that mean? She's just the person behind the computer the whole time? She doesn't do anything? I think it was like a team, and they were solving cyber crimes, and it only That's... lasted two seasons. Hmm. Pretty bad. Um, what was the other show? The one before? Oh, Gotham. Did you ever watch Gotham? Nope. Not like not an episode. Nope. I've seen a couple episodes. I I came out I think when I was in college, and yeah, Hannah and I were pretty excited about it. Yeah, people didn't last very long for us, from my memory. It's kind of weird because I hear that the show is like laughably terrible and then i also hear some people who are like yeah it's some of the best batman that's ever been i made. wonder like, like if you what? look at it canonically it's like oh they're doing some interesting stuff yeah. but production wise no no yeah yeah that's how i feel yeah it does it. have that guy from blade um the the the, the guy, guy the guy with the hat who says something like i'm an effing vampire it's effing <laughs> awesome i know he's like I always forget one guy's of the guys name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but the music is by Paul Haslinger again. Um, uh, this movie comes out January 20th, 2012. They are firmly planted as a January series. Uh, it's a $70 million budget, and it makes 62 in the U.S. and 160 worldwide. Keeps making money. I know. Um, Scott Speedman is not in the movie. Yeah. It's a stand-in or archive footage. Yeah. So he's not in it at all. Yeah. Um. He, it sounds like he would have been in the movie, but Len Wiseman kept on rewriting it and didn't want him to be in it. I, I think like story-wise. Character, yeah, yeah, it didn't sound like because there was the a next movie. or something. Probably. Yeah. But the next movie's 2016. So you probably saw it, but I also saw that by the time they started filming, by this, the, filming this, there was no finished script. Yeah. This script. <laughs> yeah. There's like a million And boy, does it show. Yeah, there's a million different versions of whatever they were going to do. To the point where they didn't know what they were doing by the time they started. Um, right. And uh, th for a lot of reasons, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but I also saw for the animators, it was really hard for the werewolves or the yeah. lichens to, to animate them. And it's just like the movies keep getting like their budgets keep going up a little bit. Right. Uh, Not I a lot. I think so. But I a little so, bit. Yeah. And the FX just continues to look worse. Right. And that should that should just not be the case. It, it's embarrassing well and for perspective i said this while we were watching and i was like this is the same year as the avengers the first yeah. avengers which i think for the most part those effects hold up pretty well um and it's just like that movie has a lot more effects and it looks a lot better but if you're not being given direction yeah and you're not being told what to do i, I you know what are you supposed to do as an animator because they're probably changing things left and right as they go yeah yeah it's crazy so and I will mm -hmm. say there there hasn't been much information on these movies, and I like to, you know, I go to the Wikipedia, I look up stuff, and then I usually check the citations because uh, I want to tell the truth on this podcast. There was like no citations on yeah. this, so I uh, no one cares enough. <laughs> bear in mind that this might not be true, but it all sounds true having watched the movie. Uh -huh. um, so apparently, the first two movies were one long script Kay. originally. So this is like the first time they've written a sequel. So that's notable, I suppose. Hmm. Um, from 2009 to 2011, it's so many rewrites. And a lot of these writers who are credited, it's like they did a pass, and then it gets re-edited and all that stuff. So it's like, don't hold it against anyone except maybe Len Wiseman, because it sounds like he's the, the... It's his thing. Yeah, it's his thing. Um, so, and then you mentioned that oh wait wait yeah so here's here's a quote due to all changes made on the script much of the first promotional material was based on earlier storylines which is why it includes some distance differences for example antigen was originally called biocam mm -hmm. celine was imprisoned by the corporation for 15 years instead of 12 her daughter was originally called nissa and she was 14 years old instead of 11 um who would ever think that that actor is 11 in that movie i don't know she looks like she's 16 yeah 
it's silly. Uh, and the original title would have been Underworld for New Dawn, although in August 2011, interview producer Richard Wright said that many different subtitles were suggested and thrown out, including Underworld for New Moon. Ah, oh, we're so close. <laughs> um, the directors of this movie said that no one was really happy with the script. Really? <laughs> uh, Wiseman was also at the same time working on Total Recall, the remake. So I think he's also distracted working on that movie. Um, he probably got so distracted he forgot to go to Mars. Uh, yeah. And he was often called for help and sometimes he'd have to rewrite a scene the night before it was filmed. Oh my gosh. Um, and then as you said, like James McQuaid, the supervising visual effects art- artist said uh, he did not know how he was supposed to design the lichen creatures. He was so he was not told how to do it. That's awful. Yeah. So I also saw um that again Kate Beckinsale for any part of the movie, you know, requested not to be fully nude. Yeah. Um because she is technically nude. Like yeah. she's cryogenically frozen without right. clothes on. But we don't see anything. Um and I think I saw like one of the ideas is for a lot of the movies she's just wearing a hospital gown. I heard about this. And yeah. then like at some point she like gets the stuff. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish they did that. Yeah. For one, it's so dumb how she got her stuff. Um, yes. Which yes. we'll get into. So for one, that that it would fix that dumb problem. Uh-huh. But also, like, the idea was, like, you know, she's wearing this hospital gown. She's getting grimier and bloodier. Because this movie's pretty gory. Yeah. And throughout the movie. And then she, I would assume, like, halfway through. It's a way better idea. She would, she would get her outfit. It, it, it's a way better idea, even if it's just so that people, when they're referencing these movies, can be like, it's the one where she wears the hospital gown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there's nothing to, like, differentiate these movies, except for, like, a prequel. Yeah. Although this is the first one without Bill Nye and Michael Sheen. There was Bill Nye in a flashback. He was, like, archive No, but, footage. like, he didn't, like, no, no, he didn't come do to do anything new. Um, yeah, so those are my notes on the movie. Um, the actors are, yeah. uh, Michael Ely plays Detective Sebastian. Um, he is in the new season of After is it Party. Is Ely or Early? There's no R. Oh, wow. My brain yeah. just said early it's when I looked at early it. spelled early without the R. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's in the new season of After Party and was very funny. Very funny. It. He's also in Takers, uh, Think Like a Man, Barbershop, Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. Yeah. India Isley, not Ely, Isley, uh-huh. plays the girl Eve. Um, but never caught her name in the movie. Not once. I don't think they ever said it. I don't know. Oh, so. brother. And I, I don't know what it is. I think this is just because I've seen a lot of sci-fi things by now. Stop uh-huh. naming them Eve. Oh, yeah. Name them Jane Doe. Stop at, naming just, them Adam and Eve. Yeah. We under, we get it. It's get a play it. on it's, it being the first it's people. It's outplayed. Like, it's outplayed. Yeah. Um, but she, I found out, is the daughter of Olivia Hussey, um, who is in the version of Romeo and Juliet that I remember watching in high school. Yeah. And the girls all loved the guy because he kind of looked like Zac Efron. Um, and before Zac Efron got jacked. I'm talking, we're talking Cute. high school musical yeah, Zac yeah. Efron. Um, Not weird bro who travels around and asks dumb questions to people. That no one asked for. Yeah. Um, but usually people don't ask for those shows and we just get them. Yeah. Um, India Isley is also in Kite, The Curse of Sleeping Beauty. That's a TV movie. Um, Look Away and some other stuff. Okay. Um, Sounds Steve- like I won't be seeing anything she's in anytime soon. Nope. Steven, wait, wait, wait. I want to see uh, Olivia Hussey's also in Black Christmas, which is a movie Jordan and I watched. And One of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It was terrifying. But, I was convinced I was going to have a nightmare that night. I didn't. But I, I really don't get scared by horror movies anymore. Uh, but I was like, it was, it made me feel bad, bad, bad. And it was so good. Yeah, the the shot, and this does not spoil anything. Uh-huh. Because I wrote this in the movie diary. Yeah. Um, but the shot when we see the the person's eye in, in between the yeah. slit of the door, it actually... And it was red. Really scared. That really freaked oh, me yeah. out. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, it was, we had to watch an episode of Seinfeld after that movie. Yeah. It was so scary. But... It was the kind of movie where, like like probably 10 minutes in i like looked up at the front door like really fast and i'm yeah, like we made sure to lock the door chilling. right but olivia hussey funny enough we were like what is she doing yeah why is she talking like that and then i just re- reminded by looking up that she's romeo and juliet in that version and she's british but it sounded um, like she was doing a fake but it british sounded like accent. she on first day of filming tried not to do it and immediately lost it 
Yeah. But was always trying to try. Yeah. And she talks very strange. But it did, it did not affect the movie. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, and, and also, funny side note, I just hadn't seen it, didn't know anyone who'd seen it. And um, I just was convinced that the movie was, like, controversial. And yeah. then I found out it wasn't. Well, yeah. So that was yep. just funny when you, like, think that a movie is a certain way and it has a certain, like... There is some subject thing. matter in there for the time is very, um, I would say, like, more on the, the progressive end. And I, yeah. I remember, or I, like, was reading about the movie and that was not... There was no, like, political bent to this movie. It was just they needed to add a story. Yeah, and, and they it needed works. to add tension. And it has, it's obvious, like, you can't put that in the movie and it's not political in any way. But right. I was pretty surprised. Because it's like 72, it. I think. Something like that. Like, it came out before Halloween. Yeah, and they're just, they're talking about very serious themes. Yeah, for or maybe that it's time 70. Period. I think it's 70, and I think Halloween is 72. Oh, okay. I can't remember, though. Great movie, Black Christmas. Anyway, who's also in this crappy movie? Stephen Bray plays Dr. Jacob Lane. Um, I did a quick search but didn't see anything, but I swear this guy has had to have played Nixon in something. He's got a Nixon vibe. Yeah, he does. Um, he is in The Crying Game. He's also game. not a crook. What is The Crying Game? Yeah, what is that? I hear a that British reference British soldier about. kidnapped by the IRA soon befriends one of his captors who then becomes drawn into the soldier's world. Sounds boring, but it's got a great. It's got a ninety metascore. Oh, it's probably great. And I think he stars in it. Okay, so he can act. I guess. Um, he is also in V for Vendetta. Ah, okay. Uh, and Interview with a Vampire. I think in V for Vendetta, I think he's the dirty politician who she like seduces. Nixon type. Yeah. Do you see yeah. where I'm going? Yeah, with yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Um, Although let's not. I don't think Nixon uh, had any. Uh, weird relationships with underage girls. No, I just mean because of the <laughs> bit simply being a political figure. <laughs> yeah. um, Theo James plays David. Unfortunately, not related to Lily James. I spent several minutes of watching this movie just trying to see yeah. if him and her were related because they kind of look a lot alike and the same last name. Yeah. Um, that's probably the most notable thing about him is that he's not related to Lily James, <sighs> but he is also in the Divergent series... And I saw that they were so impressed by his performance in this movie that they like kept he like they like expanded his role. And immediately I was like, that, that is a lie. That trivia is not accurate because there is no way people could have been impressed by that. Well, people who have made three of these movies and enjoyed them and want to make more, maybe they would be impressed by that. I guess. But man, he sucked. Um, Charles Dance plays Thomas. That's like the lead vampire of that coven. He's in Gosford Park, The Imitation Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's great. Last Action Hero. He's in so much. I, I love him, and and I was kind of thinking, like, man, he lowered himself for this, but actually this is, like, the kind of role that makes sense. Sure. And he, you know what? Uh, here's what I'll say. I think he's the best performance in any sure. one of these movies. You know, actually, I think Kate, Kate Beckinsale is the best in this movie. I think that she was giving too much to this movie. No. No, I mean, that I will die on that hill about I, it. No, I, I, Kate has given me... Not a single thing to remember in any one of these I, movies. I think character-wise, they have botched it, and they yeah. have. Th this is the closest that they've come to adding something to her, I yeah. would say. Uh, but still, continue to botch it. I'm saying performance personally. Yeah. While I was watching this movie, I was like, "Why is she giving this much? She shouldn't be." That's like Michael Sheen in the last movie. Yes, that's how I felt with her in this movie. I felt like she showed up to work again. That is, man, no, not for me. And what was Charles? What's his name? Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah, he's he's great. And then also, um, Chris Holden Reed, not Chris Martin, though you might think so. Uh, he plays the big werewolf. He is in K nineteen, The Widowmaker. Okay, that's a Catherine Bigelow movie. Oh, it is with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, Harrison Ford goes in and out of a Russian accent throughout. Nice. <laughs> uh, Lost Girl gossip. And other, a lot of TV. Okay. Yeah, he was, uh... He was whatever. He served, he served what he was yeah. supposed to do. I mean, and, and I will say, like, you know, I'm joking about the actors. Here's the thing. When you don't have a finished script, and the directors don't know what they're doing, the visual effects people don't know what they're doing, it's, it's a miracle that this movie actually makes any sense at all. Yeah. But it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and I think it's complete crap. Yeah. And, so, and I don't like to 
to swear too much on our podcast, but I ha- I wrote it down a couple times, and I will be saying this movie is dog shit. <laughs> it's and, like a shit. And there's there's two other times that I'll be saying that because that's the only way I can express yeah how this movie makes so me. So this feel. is what I think they should have done. <laughs> Micah, Micah, uh, note to producer Micah, uh, tag explicit on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is what I think they should have done overall. This is your first movie. Pack up the bags. Well, go home. Don't make the series, of course. But this is your first movie. Yeah. You have to edit things around. You have to actually have a script done. But this is the first movie. She has been cryogenically asleep for 12 years. She's got this kid. Don't know who her. You'd have to fix some things, of course. But Yeah, of course. More or less... The whole lichen uh, twist conspiracy remains. That stays. And then that that's when we kind of get backstory. And it, it would save us on not getting too much backstory of this yeah. Venus crap. So then the, <laughs> the next movie, <laughs> the next movie can be what the first movie was. Not 100%. Uh-huh. But those things can kind of follow. Yeah. I think this is a better first movie because I think it, I, I like the immediate res I mean, this movie is not in media res, but yeah. you could start the series out that way. I think it would be, for an action movie, way oh, more who's interesting. who's this person that's been cryogenically frozen? Oh, she's a vampire. Oh, there's, like, been a purge of vampires. You'd have all those things. And then It'd be so much more interesting. And then crazy twist is, like, the lichens are in charge of it. That's still don't the think it's dumbest great. twist in the world. But, no, no, no. yes. You still don't think that any of this is necessarily, like, a great idea. Yeah. But I think that is more interesting storytelling. I agree completely yeah uh what what i don't what what really just made me so mad and why i like this one the least so far is for this reason alone i've been complaining throughout this that they haven't given us a reason to care about this world because there are no humans in it and then i i gotta put the caveat in here i can enjoy things that don't have humans in them okay but like when you're when you're doing a story like this there, there needs to be a human element or some way that we can like relate to characters because you have characters that don't have any characteristics and they're vampires and they live forever and they feed on humans, although they say they feed on livestock. And so it's like they're villains to us in society if vampires are real. So give me a reason to care about them. And they never do. Now, this movie, they're like, hey, bringing in humans, human war, big purge, all this stuff. I'm like, here we go. Now, first of all, the humans are the villains, which I think maybe not a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next thing is, it turns out at the end of the movie, we only saw two humans in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. One, she sucked blood from, and the other one... Uh, she raised the girl, uh, t- had an emotional attachment to the girl, yeah. was killed. And the rest were lichens. And when I, that was revealed, I was like, this is the stupidest load of crap I've ever seen. I hate this. Um, I was really... It was a... And I'll, I'll have to admit this to the audience. You know, I go in fresh every movie. I couldn't do it with this one. I will say, I, I, couldn't I think it. it is important to have, to make sure to have the human component for this uh, genre because it grounds it. Yeah, it, they exactly. Meet, they're trying, to, like, that's kind of... They're your, living amongst our world. If it's taking it, place on li- Mars... Micah, they're living under it. <laughs> but <laughs> If it takes place on Mars, I don't care. Yeah. But it takes place in, like... Uh, maybe these, LA these folklore mythological creatures that have just been part of legends forever suddenly are real like that's what they kind of tried to do in the first movie like Michael yeah. was the human he was our eyes yeah um, but it was awful but they've since like there is no grounding no at grounding all. so should we jump into the co- uh, the the cot <laughs> jump into the plot yeah alright so this movie begins uh, with I, I could not even believe it. It is the opening shot of Underworld 1 again. <laughs> they love it. They love that shot. And she starts saying something. You know what? It's probably the moneymaker. Yeah. That's what's putting And they're shaking the their moneymaker. Yeah. So this this shot is going on, and Celine gives an opening dialogue again, like a narration. So this immediately, yeah. they throw in something that's like, uh-uh, not based on what you've set up. Uh-huh. She said... The lichens and the vampires have been mooring centuries before she was born. Mm-hmm. By my understanding, right. Her father, not long after the lichens and the vampires became a thing, her uh, uh, her dad was commissioned to create a, a prison. 
for the head lichen. William, yeah. as people also like to call him. Uh, and she was alive during that, as we know. Unless I'm Well, it, they could have been something. warring for, a, for before that. Just doesn't feel like that based on what they've set up. No, no, it really, it really doesn't. Uh, and I, th- I think you're right. It hurts my brain too much to try and figure it out. Yeah. And prove that you're right. But y- you I'm are right. probably wrong, and I'm I probably right. No, I'm, think, I'm both oh, wrong I, and right. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And when this when you know this what? started, I no one ever does this to me, but I just feel like I need to say it. Don't tell me. Yeah, and I don't want to know. Rebecca, don't you dare send me a text. If you text me about the mythology of Underworld, I'm gonna throw my phone in a pond. <laughs> I'll punish myself. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. So she starts this monologue, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this the monologue that the first movie started with?" I think it was until she says, uh, "Like the humans have found out about us, and they are now purging us, and they're trying to kill all of us." Did, did in the last movie, not the prequel, but the other one, was it shown if the humans discovered them at that movie? No, they hadn't. Okay, I'm just curious. But, um, okay. So that right there, I'm like, that's an interesting idea. And like I said, I'm like, that's where the Underworld movie should start. Yes. Right there. Because it's like this leather matrix ripoff. It may as well like ground it in our world. But but even in this one, there's only two humans in the whole movie. I, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. Um. And so... Um, what if I like, wrote... they did instead like the... That's the start of the series. Humans have discovered vampires. So they're like, we have to eradicate them. It's, it's this dangerous virus. And that's what they're doing. And then Michael is like the head of this. Uh-huh. Or not the head. He's involved. And he's, you know, a human. So he's on the human side. But he falls meets, in love. Meets Celine. They, they fall in love. Or they discover both sides. They see both sides of the coin. Yeah. And um, it ends with, because it's a movie and it has to, that he has to be turned into a vampire or else he's going to die. Yeah. He's got some fatal wound, and that's the only way he can be saved. A better, way better movie. I mean, you could sit here and pitch me a hundred pitches, and I don't think any of them would be... And they'd be off the top of your head, and I think they'd all be better than any of these single movies we've gotten. And and even if you really need the Lycan thing to be part of it, which I understand is a pretty crucial part of the series... You still have the dumb conspiracy of the lichens. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So th- there's, like, this news broadcast montage of, like, people going out and killing all the vampires and and whatnot. And lichens, and right? Li- and lichens. Okay. Well, that's what we think. Yeah, I guess. But now I'm, like, looking back, I'm like, well, all the soldiers were probably lichens because yeah. it was all a conspiracy. Yeah. Um, And so... Uh, the the uh, we already mentioned that the effects are not great in this movie. Now we know why. So I'm not blaming yeah. the the effects people. I'm blaming the people who made the movie. Uh, this movie looks terrible. Yeah. Um, and so then her her and Michael have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, they're being pursued. They're he he's been shot. Goes into the water. She follows him. A bomb is thrown after them, and they're separated. Ooh, like crystal bomb or something. It like freezes them. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I just thought it, it incapacitated them. I think it froze them. Who cares? So she is frozen. Yeah. And she is in a lab. And now she suddenly has the ability of having the blood memory thing, but doesn't need to do the blood memory thing. She yeah. can just see things now. When at first I thought it was stuff that was happening like while she had been knocked out. And I was like, is this an amnesia movie? That's what I thought this was, where she was going to get out and be like, I don't remember anything. They saw like, Fast and Furious do it, and they were like, we yeah. can get away with that. Yeah, but it, it turns out it's her daughter. Oh, big whoopity do! And her daughter and it's Scott Speedman's daughter, and they, she can see through her eyes. Why? Why? I'm so mad about it. I actually don't want to talk about it. I, I'm with you. So they, uh, she but, gets... But before she breaks out, yeah. we, we have to spend a little time on this because... Um, we had to pause the movie. I think we were like putting Talia down for a nap or something like that. And we pause it and I go when I sit back down on the couch and you're trying to get her to fall asleep. And I just see this image, which is like 
just glass cases and they're full of like jars for, presumably like formaldehyde and like anesthesia and stuff like that and then there's just two boots pants folded on one cupboard and this is just where we happen to pause and then the there's not suit. a section dedicated to the clothing they're just scattered throughout this cabinet she's been asleep for 12 years and, and they could not figure out a place to put her clothes that's where they put them yeah now now i i'm not I don't want to go cinema sins on movies, but when you dislike something this much, it just happens. And your brain does start, like, when a world is not well built, your brain just starts, like, questioning Suspension of everything. Disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. And so she then proceeds to headbang her way out of this cryogenic Is that suit. how she did it? Yeah. Because I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And then there's, like, CG, like, ice smoke that, like, covers any parts that would be nudity. Yeah. Um, well, they saw them do that in... One of the Terminator movies. Terminator with, Salvation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2009. Yeah. So yeah. they definitely saw him. Uh, grabs the costume and then she just starts fighting everybody. Break. She does break this guy's arm and that looks cool. Mm-hmm. I'll give him credit on that. Hey, this movie's rated R for violence and gore. It was violent and gory. Yeah. Um, and they definitely, later in the movie, someone rips out a trachea and it was like, oh yeah, this came out after Rambo f- uh, 4. <laughs> Where someone rolled down the hill and their intestines <laughs> trailed after <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Man, we got to cover Rambo one of these days. Oh, we will. The only thing is, I feel like they're all... The same movie? Well, they're varying degrees of quality. The first one is fantastic. Yeah. They're varying degree, degrees they're of varying quality. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all fun to watch, except for the last one is excruciatingly boring. Yeah. That's the one I that bet. came out like two years ago. Yeah. And it is like, what? It's so bad. Um... And then here's another thing that happens in this movie. That, hold on, sidebar though. Okay, okay. About Sylvester and other men in Hollywood like him. Yeah. They are just desperate to stay relevant, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They're they're like fighting for their lives to remain relevant. Well, so here's, okay, so we're going to have this conversation now because it's it's his career. He's had this incredible career where he has had three by my count, very successful. What's the third one? Franchises. Uh, Expendables. Terrible. Oh, But it yeah, has sure. been successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what happened is he passes the baton and does the Creed movies. He doesn't mm-hmm. make those, but he's a part of them. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of getting pushed out of those because he, him and the producer are in a fight. And oh, stuff. really? Yeah, and he was not in the third movie at all. Oh, okay. Um, And, uh, okay, so you have that. Then you have... You have Rambo, and he just keeps coming back. And then the last one was called The Last Blood, so hopefully it is the last one, but you never know. Mm. And then Expendables, Expendables 4 came out this year to, like, a giant thud. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this movie's making, like, no money. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, it, and nobody likes it, you know, not even the people who like those movies. Mm-hmm. And and looking at both both Rambo and, and Expendables, it's like, I, I wish he could have seen... That when he did Creed, which is a wonderful movie where he becomes the trainer and he's got to help Creed, Adonis Creed, the son of his enemy in one and two, like that was that was the passing of the baton where he could have started like Sylvester Stallone old phase, like his whole career could have then been that like. It's so poetic and beautiful that it's like but now you're those supporting roles. His life is over. To and him, he yeah. cannot. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. For a second. And it's just a bummer because he could have become like a supporting actor. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, he got nominated for an Oscar on Creed. Oh, did he really? He probably should have won by if I remember right. I mean, he's unbelievable in it, yeah. and he's unbelievable in Creed too. And it's like the. It's sad because you see, like, that's what should have been. But, like, you, you can't, you got to relive the glory days. You got to make Expendables 4. You know, you got to make Rambo the Last Blood. And it's like, it, this, this, that should have been the transition point. Yeah. Speaking of casting and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but, w- hey, we'll really get into those one of these days. Yeah. Uh, if you'd have voted for that instead <laughs> of Underworld. We talk about that to <laughs> extent. Um. Uh, extents. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, then there's this other thing that happens in this movie, and it is inexplicable. I think it's bad directing. I think it's bad. Oh, the flickering set. lights. There are flickering lights. 
Now, it, this is a classic horror slash action trope. Lights flicker and action happens. It happens in every single action sequence mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not cinema sins, but there is a sequence in this movie that takes place in a tunnel, underground, led by vampires, where they can't let light That's in. That's candlelit, for as, bar, as far as we can tell. There are candle like candelabras, and there are yellow light bulbs throughout on the side of the wall. Okay. When the action scene starts, the lights start flickering, and they add. That's... I think they add a couple thunder sounds, but there's no. There's a ceiling. And I was like, I cannot believe you don't have the wherewithal to understand, like, not every action sequence should do this. Do you think that the Foley people got the movie? They're like, what do we and, do? And they were like, what? what's with the flashing <laughs> lights? Yeah. What, what are we supposed to do about it? I guess throwing some, some thundering. Yeah. So that's that's another big thing that I think is really bad. Yeah. Now, there's another person in this movie, because she's running around, she's killing people, and she's like, what's going on? And then she tracks down none other than American Beauty himself. Uh, I don't know his name. Wait, who? The detective? The guy from American Beauty and uh, Interstellar. Oh, that guy. Let me look it up. Uh, I never remember his He's name. He's barely in it. And actually, American Beauty himself would obviously be Kevin Spacey. But <laughs> I know that this guy's in American Beauty. Yeah. And I just always think of him as that. And then the Interstellar guy. Wow. Um, um, Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley. It's, it's such an easy name to remember, too. I don't know how I don't remember. But he's in this movie for, I don't know, two and a half minutes? Yeah. And he's like a scientist, and, you know, he's basically like, yeah, there was another subject, and you can see through her eyes, and that's what's going on. Yep. And But he had saved her earlier in the movie. And then she's like, well, now we're even, and she throws him off a building, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, another good reason for me to like the vampires in this series. <laughs> um, so then she jumps onto a semi-truck. And and by the way, you know, I'm just kind of plowing here, but she jumps on a semi-truck and then pulls out a guy, sucks his blood, and that made me happy. Yeah, finally. Um, and then... And then, yeah, I wrote... Then and we, that's then we she... meet Sebastian, the detective. Okay. Oh. Oh, that's his name? Yeah. Okay, so they're investigating... He lives under the sea. Mm. Is is that the name of the crab, Sebastian? That's... Who's Flounder? Flounder is Is the flounder fish. It's her friend. Yeah. Sebastian the crab, I'm pretty sure. Okay. He's the band band leader. I mean... Yeah. He's he's leading the the crew. Under the sea, he is. Yeah, yeah, I'll Um, check. He is investigating, I guess, the... Like, he's... Yeah, this terrible thing happened at this lab. There's murders. He's investigating because he's on the police force. And I just, it's funny that they had, they just thought to even add this, that he has like this <laughs> new partner that's like green. And he's just like, listen to me when I'm talking to you. And it's like, wh- why? What? What do we need that I flavor yeah. for? Why, why do we need like police involved now? I, I, I want human elements in this, but like solving murders in this, in this world, it's like, come on. And this world, bad, from movie well, four. And, and tr- but th- there's too many cooks in this movie. Well, and, just, and it's like, make that what is this? This is probably like Michael Straczynski's, like, draft, you know, where this it's like... This would have been... The, this is supposed to be the Scott Speedman character if this was the first movie, and we need our human. Yeah. Uh, it, but, and this premise is still happening. He's a police officer or a detective investigating something. Like, you know, this is the, the world that they've set. This is the story. Uh-huh. And whatever he's doing as the cop is the story. And he gets wrapped up with her and stuff. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. That way you keep that. Because I think there can be an interesting element of the detective thing where it's like, how how is one just supposed to have this, like, job when now there are vampires, that's like this new thing that's happening, but you're supposed to be a detective. What do you even detect? You know, it's like thinking, breaking down all those walls. And then he finds out because of his job that there are lichens. That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, but before we say anything else, Sebastian, he is a red Jamaican accented crab. Yeah. So it's the crab. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I just like that it specifically pointed out that he's Jamaican accented. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he is investigating this. Um, that's really all we need to talk about at the beginning. But then she runs into, what's the other guy's name? Uh, okay, so Detective Sebastian is a human detective? Yeah, he was, yeah. 
Okay. They, they talked about that. I thought they revealed he was a wolf and then he never changed. Okay, no, so there's three. The, he just talked about his wife. So then she meets, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. She meets David, who was a vampire. And I just feel like I say vampire. Vampire. <laughs> it's because of Dalton Wilcox from Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang. Um, She runs into him. Uh, by this point, I think she. Oh yeah, they he saves her or something, and then they're they out. They're chase. out running lichens, and then they come across the girl. Well, and and this this chase that the lichens are like jumping onto cars and stuff. Oof, Maron. It, it looks like animators were not given a clear picture yeah. on what this movie was. No, and apparently these lichens look like they're like hairless and look like sewer rats because they. Well, he like, mentioned something like like they've been living in the sewers. You know, they're like sewer rats now. Okay, so they're chasing after them. They're outrunning them. They get away. They go to the co- this coven. Yeah. That is, yeah, they go to this coven. Well, they, they find the daughter. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm she sorry. She was bit on route. You got bit? Uh, <laughs> um, and by a werewolf. Uh-huh. But uh, they make it back to the coven, and they save her by giving her blood to drink, and she heals herself. Apparently, she heals really quickly. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale also healed really quickly after she was shot in the head. <laughs> I, know, I know. Um I know. <laughs> it was like, how does this differentiate from either person? I can't I can't. All the My mind is seen. racing and I can't let it, otherwise I will go insane. So the, the, the rules are just they make no sense in the no. series. So they're like seeking asylum for her to recover, and the dad's like, no, 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 they're gonna want her. This is gonna endanger us. And Kate Beckinsale is reckoning with the fact that Scott Speedman is dead. Uh-huh. Um, and she has her heart broken, but she's learned that she has a daughter. So they inseminated her and she gave birth while she was, or something. Oh, I somehow. figured that Scott was the dad. She just didn't know she was pregnant. And then she was in cryogenic sleep and they're no, like, I think that, she's a baby. I like to think that they took both of their DNA and they like grew her. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Ah, finally, it's clear now. <laughs> the series makes sense. So I, I don't know if I said it on mic, but I, I think on the second one. I said, how many movies do you think, Jordan? I think this is when we were watching it. I'm like, how many movies until they have a kid? Yeah. So, two. And I bet she's not in the next one. And it'll be like, my daughter grew up. And the lichens and vampires have been fighting for centuries. I guess she could grow up. Before I was even born. I don't know. When do you, like, stop aging? When you well, I think they cover that in Twilight, too. You you stop aging when you turn. No, no, but she didn't turn. She was born this way. Yeah. So, and that's what they talk about with Renesmee, and I don't remember what they say. But ah, yes, the CGI atrocity that <laughs> scarred all of our brains. Renesmee. That was imprinted on by a full-grown man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, that series is just fast and loose with the rules, too. Feels like reading Lord of the Rings compared <laughs> no, to Underworld. I know. That, it's really making, me, really making me like Twilight in ways I never thought I would. This under, Underworld, like all of these movies, feel like someone was like, hey... You do a movie podcast. I wrote these scripts. Would you mind reading them? How and often? you read them and you're like, oh, no, I don't know how to give this person know, notes. Know. <laughs> how often do you think this happens to people? So Stephanie Meyer writes Twilight. Yeah. Which is about a vampire boy and a girl falling in love. Teenagers, teenage angst. Yeah. Um, and it's relatively simple. Forbidden love. Uh-huh. But they, they uh, against all odds, they make it work by the end. And at what point, because it was so majorly successful that she's like, Oh, I have to like make a world. Okay, uh, Voltaire, Voltaire, these guys run this thing yeah. and do this thing, and it's like she probably was never that kind of writer to begin with, right? But she had to figure it out. Like, how well, many times? How how often do you think that happens to people? Not just books, yeah. but like movies and stuff too. Well, it's it's so like I was about to say Lord of the Rings, but it's it's always the gold standard. So I'm gonna go to something that's sometimes gold, sometimes complete crap. Star Wars. Yeah. Those first, like, three movies, they they do feel like, oh, wow, this is really thought out. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that, that from the ground up was created. Yeah. Like, you know, the great example is the Moss Eisley spaceport. You walk in there, mm-hmm. and it's like, it looks like they all have a story, and they probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all this stuff, you know, the twist of the father. Like, it all really works. Then when you get to the first movie, uh, episode one, I mean, there is this, like... Okay, there is a lot of thought into this, but like, it's not in the same way. That, it is not in well, the that's same the, way. That's the whole thing that they that they created was like the, the we didn't know 
that the best part about it was that we didn't know. Yes, yes. A, a yes, wonderful summation. They're so fully formed and fleshed out, and they look awesome, and they all have their own mannerisms and their own languages and yeah. everything. And you're just like, your mind's reeling with like, what what stories can they tell uh-huh. and stuff? But you don't actually want to know. And that's a more of a like a child, like I am protecting you by not telling yeah. you because it will make you not. It'll make you like it less. I promise. Right, 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 right. And 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 yeah. So so it feels like. The prequel world, just to keep it to those six movies, it feels like the the one world he really sat with and took a long time and really tried to figure mm-hmm. it out. And I know that there's actually exceptions to to sure. that in sure. in making yeah. those three movies, but that's how it feels. Yeah. In in the prequel movies, it does feel like, oh yeah, I got all these ideas, and then it's like, how come there's only one Sith in this movie? And he's like, uh, rule of two, there can only be two. And you're like, how does that make any sense? And he's like, I don't know. That's the rule now. That's that's the rule. What do you guys think? And everyone's like, well, it worked three times before. We just got to go with you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, there's so many things in those movies where, again, the rules, you're like, this this absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. Why is there a 50s diner in space on Coruscant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, we, I'm still pissed that they haven't announced the Dexter Jetster uh uh, oh, is that the, that's the diner? Yeah, 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 like a spinoff show with that guy. Yeah, but like a sit workplace comedy. I think they need to go full, full on, on mockumentary cheers. style. No, no, oh, cheers. cheers! It needs to be like everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah. Obi Wan's coming in. He's trying to solve murders, like in Attack of the Clones. Wait, is that what he does? Well, he's not solving murders. He's trying to solve the the mystery of the clones. So oh, Obi Wan okay. can come in and and he's he you know he has to solve murders. And every time he comes in, they're like Obi Wan. They slide him a drink, <laughs> and it is. Cheers, but it's at Dexter Jexter's. Is it? it I think it's Jexter, not Jetster. But I think it's Jetster. It's Dexter Jetster. I don't know. Uh, that's funny though. That that's that's where they should go. Yeah, that's where they should go. I would watch that. I I would. <laughs> I I would too. Just just for the the sheer insanity. Yeah, and laugh tracks for sure. Sure. Yeah, they they should have to do it in front of a but, live but studio the, audience. Because of Star Wars, and they have to go too far. Uh huh. We're hearing laughter in different. Different like language, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you watch, Ringo, Ringo, when you watch Ringo. laugh tracks. I don't know. I don't watch any shows that do them currently, uh-huh. like new shows. But like when I'm watching Seinfeld or something like that, every once in a while you get someone that laughed way too loud oh, the yeah. whole time, yeah. and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of. And it, I think you should leave. <laughs> yeah, if if you folks have not listened to or watched, I think you should leave. There's this great sketch where he's in the audience of um, a sitcom, and they explain like, "Hey, you know, you need have fun, to have laugh. fun, laugh, you know." And but in between takes, he's he's laughing and stuff, and then he's like, "Diamond Jewelries is one of the worst jewelers in the country." And then they keep on like putting their ear to the microphone, and be like, "I think someone's talking." In between the laughing, it's it is it's so, so funny. Um, yeah. So make that happen, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, let's get that. I I can show run it. Um, I'll do it under a different alias though, because Star Wars fans, I'm sure, will threaten my life. Oh, of course. The minute they see that the beer slide. Um, yeah. But you know, the showrunners of Obi Wan are still alive, and that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. So <laughs> you know, I think it works out eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So they go to the Divergent Coven. Yep. And um, the Doctor gives. Oh yeah, you said all of that. They, yeah, they save her, and then they're like just gonna wait. And for a little bit until she's good enough for them to get the heck out of Dodge uh-huh. to go find. I think she's still like, I can still find him, Michael, but is realizing like, no, he's dead. Yeah. Um, and while they're there, the, the lights start flickering. The lights start flickering. <laughs> um, they've been discovered by the humans. There's going to be a big raid. Um, half of them are like, we got to run. The other half are like, we have to stay and fight. Um I already forget the character's name, but Divergent Guy and his dad are fighting because his dad wants to just run. Yeah. And he's, and like, he's like, no, we, we have to take a stand. The humans. They're not humans. They're lichens. So it's a big lichen vampire fight. Of course, there's no humans. No humans exist in this world. No. Uh, she killed the last one. Yeah. Well, they killed the last one later. Yeah. Um, and so. But there's a big there's wolf a big, in this one. Big lichen. Lichen. I hate the word lichen. I'm just going to say it. I'm tired of hearing the word lichen, but it's because of these movies. Yeah, there's a big werewolf that she fights. Um, 
but she survives. So does her daughter, Michael, or not Michael. Oh, but um, David, David does not survive. Doesn't. And so his he's dad, dead, and that's the end of that. His and dad's really on. mad at her about it. Like, this is all your fault. You brought this girl into here. And the girl is kidnapped by the werewolves. Yeah. And then she's like, ragging on the dad like you need to stay and fight that's what your son was trying to do think about what would have happened if you had shown some courage and done something about it and then i'm gonna pump your son's heart back to life with one pump and sticks her hand into him and pumps his heart back to life yeah david's not dead again something that makes me so bad i don't even want to talk about it yeah i i will say though i did like the shot choice of the heart okay that's all I, I'll give you the that. motivation was very silly, but it always looks so CG and it just looks like they actually just, yeah, it looks like they did something. like they just had a pool and they just put a, but yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I but will agree with you. On the story wise, it's like how, so vampires have the ability to start and stop hearts. Why did he need to die at all? But I don't, but uh, I really don't want to talk about and it. And she just kind of looks at the dad, like, see, I guess I am. A and value. then she grabs that coat and walks away. Yeah. So then she, that's when she, confronts the detective guy yeah who has no business being in this movie and he's like you know one time i had a wife and so she was infected i yeah. don't remember if she was a werewolf or well she was probably I think a vampire. she was a vampire she was a vampire this is why uh she was a vampire they tried hiding for as long as they could we call them jumps but then the they were being uh someone knocked on their door to see if any of them were vampires and she was like <laughs> you did it again i did vampires. I know. it's like you saying penguin um, penguin penguin <laughs> penguin uh, but, but she right says something like um peace out girl scout opens the curtains burns to death yeah so who's that's this? again that's his wife oh um, yeah that's, that's his tie to this world um and that's why he is motivated to help um because yeah th- and then they discover the conspiracy that this is lichens doing all of this and and so the lichens so he's the last human alive yeah i guess by the end of this movie yeah the lichens did something again this is this is too over the top but it is like why would this happen if they're behind everything they live in a building that's made of silver like how do you know the that? insides of the building are made of silver how do you because know that she's able to blow up stuff no, no. and it causes them to inhale silver dust Micah, and kill she them. had a grenade that was silver and she threw it at that fan in the vent and it exploded and the oh. fan blew it on them i thought it was okay all right so it's, okay. it's okay both of us are kind of half watching at this point so i'll i hey, make up for what you're lacking and same for you producer and micah edit out last two minutes <laughs> uh okay well i guess this is like as good as godfather so okay so, so she she does the reverse floor thing that she did in the first movie where an elevator is falling on her and she shoots a hole that so that it'll bounce off her back well no she just breaks through it right bounces off her back yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah. Talking about? um that was dumb so we learn just to hit story <laughs> beats the lichens have because of her and no butthole we got to talk about that we're not there yet <laughs> because of her and michael being imprisoned in ice they've been able to run tests and stuff and they've created a vaccine or some kind of inoculation that they're going to administer to people not people lichens uh-huh. so that they can control have more control over their lichen ability that is um uh, illustrated in one dude just growing one giant lichen hand uh-huh. to do the elevator thing, and it looked really bad. Yeah. But that's what they're trying to do, I guess. Um, and there's more fighting that happens. Detective guy gets involved. He gets hurt, but I think he makes it out okay. I think so. Um, the daughter is fighting too. Um, she, of course, is a, a hybrid, so she kind of looks like Michael when she's fighting in right. terms of that kind of hybrid. Um, she, uh, Celine is fighting the big dude, um, but she is so dumb. He turns back into a human, and I don't remember why, but I mean, I know why she needed to put the grenade in him. Yeah. Well, she did it when he was a human, but yeah, it, a very brief shot of his backside, and I swear that they made his butt have no cheeks. It's just one cheek. 
I swear. There, I mean, there is a crack, but... No, I, I think it's covered by blood, therefore it just looks like yeah. he's got no butt. Yeah. It was worth it enough for us to rewind him <laughs> to make sure <laughs> that's where we're at. Uh, and then she shoves a grenade... Of silver up in his him. butt. No, because it doesn't have one. No, I know. There's, there's nothing to shove up there. And then he blows up. Yeah. Because he can't get it out. And and you said you said why doesn't he just make the claws and pull it out? Because he's he's he's, he's just doing it with his human hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's just it's, it, it, we we do know by the end of the movie <sighs> that Michael is not dead. That he was. I mean, we knew this all the time too. Uh, but David makes it through for some reason. It's so dumb that he does because they make it feel like okay, fine, Scott Speedman couldn't come back. Whatever. Yeah. This is before I know the knowledge that you discovered. Yeah. So we need another guy. Okay, that guy's good enough. He's yeah. here now. Let's and, and the movie that ends with him being there, and it's like now we got two dudes. And she doesn't even reunite with Michael. No. Like well, they, we're saving that, they, but there wasn't even. Well, I wonder if there was a post-credit scene that we didn't see. Oh, there probably was. Don't, oh. you, think, don't you think that wouldn't that make I, sense? I think that'd be a little too early for other movies. Twenty twelve. Because I know, I know that they did it leading up to the Avengers, but I think it was still like, oh, this is a thing that movies are doing. Whoa! But Pirates of the Caribbean did it. Oh, that's right, and that was way earlier. Yeah. Hmm. There might be, and you know what? This is no. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But, um. But yeah, the movie just ends with her doing voiceover, and they're on a helicopter pad, and well, and she says something. City. I take quite a bit of umbrage with. Uh. She says, oh, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Credits. Where, Where is that? I always forget where that tab is at. Um, That's a tab? Yeah, there's a tab, which is why sometimes when we're at movies, I will open my phone and see if there's an end credit scene or not. To, like, certain movies that but You always wait one. until the movie's over. You don't do it during. Oh, yes, yeah, come on. I don't think there is anything. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look Best like opportunity. Um, so they do something that I take quite a bit of umbrage with, which is, she says, our enemy remains the same, the Lycans. And I think you spent two movies, one and two, establishing, and actually three. Actually, you spent three in, three movies establishing that the Lycans are Aren't not only bad. enemies... They are justified in what they are doing. Yeah. And then you you also uh, constantly remind us that our main character has been backstabbed by the vampires. So the way that she ends in two should be like, hey, I'm uh, I'm fans of the Lycans now. Let's figure out a way for us to coexist. No. Our enemy remains the same. What? Yeah. Did you even watch the last movies? In this movie, they do make them more of the villain than any of the other ones. Yeah, this one they actually feel like villains. Yeah, um, and they give us a reason because remember in the first movie it was like, why do I care who's the bad guy? You yeah. haven't, no one's doing anything bad. Yeah, um, that's Underworld Awakening. Yeah, and you know what, Rebecca, my sister, who really pushed to get this and and rallied the troops. Okay, I get it. You pranked us. And good job. That's a good prank. We get it now. Hmm. You were just pranking us, and you've just been waiting until, you know, our episodes come out to tell you, pranked, gotcha, Ashen Kutcher's gonna pop out. Please don't. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Please don't, yeah. Ashton, stay behind the curtain. <laughs> or maybe George Clooney, you know. Okay. Uh, so, we get it now, and that's pretty funny, and I'm gonna get you back, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get you sometimes movies are so scary that you have to watch uh a seinfeld to so you so you can sleep easy i know where this is going sometimes movies are so bad that you have to watch a sitcom to just cleanse your palate yeah and we watched the zombie halloween episode of community yes afterward one of the greats one of the greats well thanks for listening thank you um i'm sure no one else is oh i'm sure you're still listening in the case I haven't listened to all of your podcasts. I haven't heard every episode or anything. Uh, did you guys ever cover any of these movies? Because I feel like these would be ripe for another pass. Yeah, any one of them. Any one of them. And and if you have, 
please let me know because I would love I would love to listen to that. Um, I guess I can also search it. That's also something I can do. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks, bye. Bye. <laughs>